This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. All right, welcome back to a special game day edition of Drive the Lane on the Field of 68 presented by Bet Rivers. We got Ohio State versus Duke. Number one Duke tonight in Columbus. Got a pretty uh, decent guest to help us preview the game. Joey, why don't you tell everyone who's who's uh, on the show with us today? Yeah, um, we got a special game day edition, and, and it's not for any reason special other than the special guest himself calling the game tonight. Jay Billis joins the show. Um, it was so awesome. It was so it was so awesome, uh, and I think we're getting dinner with him. I think we might be moving in with him after how, <laughs> after how well the interview went. But all jokes aside, it was it was an awesome interview, and we don't even really need to preview the game at all, me and you, because he tells us what Ohio State needs to do to, as you put it, keep it close, keep it competitive. He tells us why, you know, Duke's number one, and he tells us why Ohio State can uh, – this is a pretty good trailer for the interview. And he tells us, you know – what Ohio State needs to do to have a successful season. Yeah, no, I mean, we talk Duke, Duke's guys, Ohio State, Ohio State's guys, why Duke is so good, why Ohio State fans should not worry at all this year. Um, I mean, you can worry about football, but you can't worry about basketball yet. Um, and, and you know, and so, so much more. Uh, it was a blast having him on. Uh, I think he's a future guest too. Um, and oh, I just pray to God that we find him tomorrow and we get up, go up to him and are able to say, Hey, it's us. We're back. We're here. Thanks for coming on in person. Um, we'll take a selfie. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, an absolute blast with Jay Bill is, uh, do we want to touch on football quickly and then touch a little bit on our own opinions about basketball? Uh, I think the post game, episode like the next episode after duke we'll talk a little football we'll talk a little what do you what do you think that's fine just just know andrew cashed out of cj stroud we're sad and yeah that's what it is yeah i mean this is this basketball game day special episode totally right okay and full disclosure when you're listening to this i'll be on the road to columbus right now i'm in chicago so i got i got some uh i got some stuffs to do to be ready to roll uh, Andrew, I, my question that I'm posing to you before we get to, to the Billis interview, we're in agreement that Ohio State will win tomorrow, right? Correct. We, 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 I mean, they're going to win. Correct. Um, obviously, did you know that the last time Ohio State beat Duke at home, do you know what happened the Saturday prior? They lost to Michigan. They lost to Michigan. So, just, And LeBron was there. Will that happen? They play. No. They play in Charlotte, I think, or in – It won't happen, but I will be there, and I wasn't there at the last game, so it evens out. True. Um, and me. Me and you combined equals LeBron. That's first of all. Number two, do you remember the last time a number one ranked team came to Columbus against an unranked Ohio State? I think Andrew Dockage remembers. Andrew Dockage had a half-court shot in that game, and, and we beat Michigan State. So I feel good going into the game, but, Andrew, my question for you is – who steps up? Give me one guy, in your opinion, that steps up tomorrow and not leads us to victory, but aids us in a, in a, in a victory. I think Duke has no answer for Justin Arnst and Dangerous. 
Austin Harms and Dangerous. I like that. I'm going to go a little bit simpler and stick with my good old prediction of the, this guy's going to be playing in the NBA, Malachi Branham. I think he has to have a huge game for us to do well. So I'm going to go with him. And I love that. If we, I mean, if either of those guys have a good game, that that's huge for us. You want to um, bet on who the fifth starter is tomorrow? What do you mean? Do you want to bet on who the fifth starter is? Instead of who? I think it's going to be the exact same starting lineup as last game. You think it'll be Brunk? Yeah. All right, that's your bet? Yeah. I, I agree with you, so we'll both cash out. <laughs> cash out. Um, Andrew, do you have any, any questions for me, or should we just hand it over to – to Jay Billis. I, I think my question to you is how soon can we get him on again? Like what's the, it was a blast. Uh, it was great having him on. We, we should get to him, but before a little shameless plug, uh, I will be co-hosting the Buckeye show tomorrow, leading into the game from six to about eight forty-five before I have to take off to, to go to the arena for the game. Uh, I'll be co-hosting the Buckeye show with my man, Timmy Hall, 97.1, the fan, um, Listen in, call in when appropriate to ask some questions. Love hearing from you guys as always. Make sure you're locked in on Twitter as I'll be tweeting about it as well. Andrew will be coming on at about 7.30 Eastern time um, to join us on the show. Uh, but make sure you're tuned in, shameless plug, to 97.1 The Fan, starting at about 6 o'clock tomorrow for the Buckeye Show with me and Timmy Hall and Andrew, CC Andrew, um, <laughs> before heading into the, to the Schottenstein Center where me and Andrew drive, will be driving the lane. Uh, um, into, into the game uh, with with Mr. Jay Billis on the call tomorrow, uh, and I think that's this the virtual handing of the baton where we might as well throw it over to former Joey and Andrew interviewing Mr. Jay Billis. All right, join us now on Drive the Lane. Who will be calling tonight's? Ohio State Duke game, Jay Billis. Jay, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Great to be with you. Absolutely. And an absolute pleasure to have you on. We were just joking about how I never was playing in a game or sitting on the bench during a game that you called. I'm happy that you are back in Columbus calling a meaningful basketball game, a game that we have called we called the, the most meaningful game in Columbus in the last 10 years. We'll dive into that game in a minute. But we got to hear from the Billstrator first on the state of the union of the NCAA in basketball this year. Who are some of the teams that you have taken a liking to so far? Well, Purdue, I haven't seen anybody better than Purdue. They're really good, as you guys know, uh, and they have everything. Uh, they've got you know great depth and uh, incredible size. They can shoot it from multiple positions, and they've got a number of different pros on their team. And you know, if you're going to win a championship, you got to have NBA players, and they have NBA players. Uh, you know, I think Duke is is excellent, and they're only going to get better as long as they stay healthy. Uh, they're young in spots, but the, they're uber talented, and you know they blend athleticism. They've got a bunch of NBA players, and they've got uh, size, and they're very very physical, and they're physical at multiple multiple spots. And then sort of the usual suspects. I mean, I think Kansas is uh, is excellent. Uh, even though they uh, they got beat by Dayton the other night. Um, there are a number of teams. I mean, I, I don't think anybody uh, – and Gonzaga is great. Uh, they're actually better in a lot of ways than they were last year. They don't score it quite as easily. But uh, but they still – they're averaging about 90 points a game. But last year they were an offensive machine. Uh, and I think they're, they're – 
they're as close to a European team with the way play I've seen. Um, but, you know, I don't think there are teams this year that I've seen anyway that are head and shoulders above the crowd like last year. I mean, you know, last year, Gonzaga and Baylor uh, were better than everybody. And Baylor only had a dip because they had like nine guys that had COVID at the same time. And it was a legit COVID thing. It wasn't just contact tracing. Uh, and that set them back for 10 days or so, two weeks. But obviously, by the time they got to the tournament, they were they were the real thing and the best team, them and Gonzaga. So, uh, and then UCLA is excellent again. But uh, but I just don't see a team that's going to separate. I think we're going to have a number of teams, uh, maybe seven or eight, that are are capable of winning the whole thing. And that that's a lot. I mean, in most years, you don't have that many teams. You, you think you have a bunch of teams that can make a Final Four. But winning a title is different than making a Final Four, and there are only there are only seven or eight teams that I see that uh, that can really do that. Are there any players that you think are on teams that might be hovering around like the twenty-seven to forty range of of top teams in the country that come conference play, conference tournament, you know, all the way in March? You wouldn't be surprised if a team with a with this certain guy could make a deep run. Yeah, there are a bunch of players that are are great. I mean, you know, watching Keegan Murray from from Iowa. I mean, he's going to be a first round draft pick in the NBA. I think he's an undervalued player, but I don't know that it's necessarily you know he's a guy that's going to take the Hawkeyes to the the Elite Eight or the Final Four by himself. Um, but we have a number of like this is as good a year for a, uh, an NBA draft class as you're going to see. Uh, they're, they're like Jabari Smith at, at Auburn, uh, could be the number one pick. I mean, he's that talented. Uh, so could Auburn be a, a team that, that could jump on a guy like that and, and get farther than, you know, you might otherwise think, I think he is one of those players. Um, you know, some leagues like the ACC is not as good as it has been. I think the teams from the middle to the bottom are pretty average, but the top of the league is really good. Uh, so, you know, I, I think we're going to see a lot of odd things in the tournament. You always do. But, uh, you know, you might see a team slip on a banana peel that, that, you know, like last year, Ohio State had an injury. You know, Kyle Young was hurt when they go into the Oral Roberts game and all that stuff. So you saw something odd happen there. Texas gets beat uh, by Abilene Christian, saw something odd happen there. We'll have a couple of those. But overall, uh, I think the you know you'll see the the best teams advance like they do most every year. Absolutely, and and thanks for bringing up the uh, Ohio State Oral Roberts game. Um, but speaking of Oral Roberts and mid majors, give us one mid major team that maybe guys should have their eye on come March. I think Belmont is really good. Um, you know they're they're legit. I just watched uh, St. Mary's play three games in the uh, the Maui, and they're they're good. Um, you know, there, there are a bunch of teams like I, you know, I, I knew Max Asmus was really good last year and Kevin O'Banner. I did not think that they would beat Ohio state, even with young out, but if young had played, I don't see, honestly, I don't see them having won that game, you know, and that's sort of the, the way the tournament goes. I mean, you're out a really good player that, that really helps you and is always at the top of the list and plus minus, and and that those things can happen but you know absent an injury or absent like you know the the odd thing of of texas letting a a team that that can't really score get into a fist fight with you um you're just not going to see that happen all that often 
Um, and again, I, I call those banana peel games. Um, you know, obviously the teams, you know, or Roberts was really good. They were not as good as Ohio state um, and a healthy Ohio state beats them 10 times out of 10. But uh, you know, when you go in down a starter uh, that, that those are hard to make up for in a, in a one game scenario. So there's one team in particular on my mind that, you know, is not under the radar and that's uh, the Duke blue devils who will be heading to Columbus tonight to take on Ohio state. I know you know a lot about the team. Did you expect the team to be this good this quickly? Yes. Um, did I think they would handle Gonzaga and beat them uh, in, in a game this early? That might have been asking a lot before the season started, but after you saw them play against Kentucky and some of their early season games, you know, when you have a legit first pick on your team in Paolo Bancaro and – you know, their guards are really and Mark Williams, they've got the sophomore big guy is legit. I mean, he is a ridiculous shot blocker. I think he's blocked like 18 shots in his last uh, uh, four games, um, including six against Gonzaga. Um, he uh, he's a game changer. And so having having that much talent and they've got legitimate depth at every position, uh, and they can, you know, they're, they're, they're not a great shooting team, but they shoot it well and they can really drive it. Um, so that they're, I, I did, ex- to answer your question, I did expect them to be really good, but had they lost that game, I wouldn't have soured on them thinking that they weren't, weren't a championship contender. They're, they're in the, they're in the top five of, of teams that I think can win it. But, uh, but you know, the, when you, when you're young, only one player on that team has ever played in an NCAA tournament game. That's Joey Baker. Everybody else hasn't played a, in a one. And that's significant. Um, you know, something you, you can get beat in, in those scenarios. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure Coach K's had a, in the last few years, had a team that's more talented and together than this team. The pieces seem to fit. And last year, the pieces didn't fit. Uh, they were good, but they weren't really good. And, uh, and this year, they're really good. On the flip side, you've got an Ohio State team that hasn't lived up to the expectations, not that they were anywhere similar to Duke's. Uh, That could be because of injuries. It could be because of an incredibly tough schedule early on. Um, What does it take from uh, from Ohio State tonight to compete with Duke? Obviously, it's a stretch to beat the number one team in the country any night. What do they have to do to compete, first and foremost? Well, they, they have to do a couple things. One, they've got to rebound at a higher level. Uh, that's been an issue for Ohio State is rebounding. Uh, I think they can be a good rebounding team. They're good defensively, uh, but I think they do get put into uh, rotations. Uh, and when they do get put in rotations, that makes it difficult to rebound out of those. And they've also, I think the injury problem is significant. I mean, not to have just a swing who is a guy that can play multiple positions and he really gets to the free throw line right now, Ohio state really has only one guy in EJ Liddell. That's, you know, that consistently gets to the foul line. So if I remember right, they're even with their opponents at the free throw line and, and they're, they're going to be better than that as the year goes on. And I think they're, when they get Justice suing back, when they get Seth pounds back, I think they will be a, a significantly better rebounding team. And they have to get good guard play. Uh, I think Florida, even though I, I think Ohio State, you know, could have won that game and, and maybe should have. They were up, if I remember right, with four minutes to go, they were up seven. And then Florida went on a, you know, 7-0 run to tie it. 
and and it was a one possession game the rest of the way. Um, I do think some of the pressure that Florida brought bothered, uh, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Jimmy Sotos and, and Michi Johnson and, and all that. Um, and, and Jamari Wheeler to an extent. Uh, but I think it, it they'll handle that better as the year goes on. I, I think it's a team that's got a lot of growth, but but getting healthy and getting Justice Suing back is going to be a big deal. Not not having him against Duke uh, tonight is 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 significant, but there's nothing they can do about it. They just have to deal with it. So you you mentioned EJ Liddell, and you know I think we're all probably in agreement that this Ohio State team is going to go as far as as EJ can take them. You know now seven, five to seven or so games into the season, when you put on your NBA draft hat, you think EJ is a first round talent. First round talent. Yes. Um, will he get drafted in the first round? I don't, you know, I don't know. It's still pretty early, but what I'd say about, about EJ is, you know, he's an undersized big guy, you know, he's six, six probably. Um, but he's always been such a mismatch out there. Even at the four, he's a mismatch because he can, he can take a, a guy down into the post. He can step away. He's so efficient and he's so good with his body. Uh, you know, really strong, uh, mobile. Uh, you know, he can catch it on the move, or he can he can lock you down in the post. He does a really good job of sealing, and and he really runs the floor well. Uh, you know, but he's got a turnaround jumper. You know, he uses fakes really well. He's just an excellent inside outside scorer, and uh, and he's a he's a, a terrific shot blocker. Um, he was an excellent shot blocker in high school, but he was more sort of, you know, one of those guys that just would stand in the middle of the lane and, and protect the basket. Now he's doing it, you know, coming over from the weak side. He doesn't let people get into his body. His timing is so good. And, and obviously he's so long, uh, but he, he just, he, he's got, got a real to, uh, to score and uh, excellent excellent offensive rebounder I'm a, I'm a big fan of his, but I, i'm not sure like i hear what you're saying i mean obviously he's got to be ohio state's leading scorer and he's got a there's a lot of responsibility on his shoulders to uh to play well but what i would tell you is i think i think ohio state's ceiling is going to depend on the in my view and for my seat is going to depend on the development of some of the other guys you know, like Malachi Branham, uh, I think he's a real key as the season goes along. Like he's got a high ceiling for growth, and as he continues to get better, and he will, um, uh, Ohio State's going to reap a lot of benefits. Like this is a long season, and uh, and I know you know, like not many teams have have gone on the road to play in an environment like Xavier, and and not many teams have had to play you know somebody like uh, you know like Florida this early. And, uh, and they easily could have won both those games. And I think people would feel a lot different about Ohio State had, had, uh, had they won those two. But I, I like, their, I like their, their team a lot. And I think, I think you've got one of the best coaches in the game in Chris Holman. I mean, he's the real deal. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm very high on Ohio State long term. Absolutely. And before we move off of EJ Liddell, I would be kicking myself if I didn't mention that he has the greatest nugget in all of commentary for NCAA basketball, because each and every game we hear it, he is one of only two, two time Illinois uh, player of the years where me and Andrew are both from Chicago. Uh, and we know that the other is Jabari Parker and that never gets old. Is that one of the, is that the best nugget in college basketball? 
I don't know. Uh, I, I I tend to think that uh, that uh, Zed Key being such a uh, a great handyman that uh, that can fix absolutely anything. You know, if there's uh, if there's anything, you know, if the lights go out tomorrow night, uh, or excuse me, tonight, if the lights go out tonight, uh, they're going to look to Zed to uh, to fix everything because he's that good as a handyman. He's he's the Dwayne Schneider of college basketball. Now, you guys probably don't know who that is, do you? Andrew does, I think, right, Andrew? Not to put. I don't know who that is. Oh well, yeah, no. Well, hey, hey we're just. He was the handyman. He was the handyman in a. He was the handyman in a sitcom in the in the seventies, early eighties, called One Day at a Time. And uh, some of your older listeners will know that. We'll, we'll do some. We'll do some homework after this. I got a little. I got something for you. If it comes up on the air tomorrow, he fixed Justin Aaron's flat tire last week, literally. And I don't know if it was on Twitter or not. But that's the latest Zed Key news. His Justin's dad told me that kind of out of nowhere. We were just that's pretty about, good. We were just talking about how great Zed's been this year, and he goes, "Oh yeah," and he fixed Justin's tire last week. It's like the kid can do everything. It's unbelievable. That'll come up on the broadcast. He also he also has a uh, a pet snake. So if you want to say something like Zed Key slithering through the lane for the bucket, like the pet snake he's got back at his apartment. <laughs> That'd be a good one. What to kind see. of snake? It's a small boa constrictor. It's really small. It's a baby. And its name is Seven. Wow. That is some high level. That's a better nugget than, uh, than two-time <laughs> but, player of the year. That, yeah, and that's, I'll in send every, you, that's in every media guide. I'll, I'll send you a picture of his snake wearing a hat. He puts hats on his snake. <laughs> Where does he keep it during road trips? A great question. A question that we asked him. He was on the show two weeks ago after he made the, the buzzer beater against Akron. And um, he, and so he'll put enough food in there for as long as he's, he'll be gone because snakes can go days without eating. And so to answer, to answer your next question, yes, the food is a live mouse that he puts in the oh, tank. Oh, no. Yeah. So he he named the snake Seven. Is that a Seinfeld thing, like a George Costanza who wanted would, to name Seven? I wish. There's no way Zed thought of Costanza when he named the snake. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, we're just filled with those, by the way, too. I mean, I uh, it's funny because I only have teammates. Wise, there's only two guys on the team left, but I hosted just about every single one of the other guys. And, like, between those two things, I feel like if, even if it hasn't been talked on the show already, it'll come up. Um, I mean, Michi Johnson was playing pickup with us when he was, uh, like, in eighth grade. It was unbelievable. And he was one of the best guys out there. He was taking, he was kicking me off the court. I was a senior. He was kicking me off the court. He was, That's they were awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, it's a fun team. The, you're, you're, you're spot on, though, when you say, you know, like, yeah, EJ, you know you're going to get from there for, in my opinion, and I kind of tend to agree with you and Andrew at the same time. We'll go with, with the way the guards go, and I feel like that's how college basketball works. And Jamari Wheeler is awesome, but he's not going to give you 15 points every night. So you got to find um, some scoring punch from the guard position. And in order to beat a team like Duke, who's going to score 85 points tomorrow night, I mean, or tonight, excuse me, uh, you're going to have to get some scoring. So It'll be uh, it'll be interesting, but at the very least, I don't think anyone on Duke has a snake named Seven. That's pretty good. <laughs> so before we let you go, I'm curious what other Big Ten ACC games you are looking forward to. 
Well, after after tonight's game, I'm flying to East Lansing to do uh, Louisville, Michigan State. So I'm obviously looking forward to that, and that's where I'll be you know, spending most of my time. I think you know the North Carolina game is going to be good. Uh, I'll be interested to see. You know, North Carolina's got a lot of growth in them, and they've changed the way they play. They're not playing two big guys at the same time like they did under Roy Williams. So you know, they're playing with a little bit more spacing, a lot more ball screen action. Uh, things like that. So just watching the way they play, I think will be will be really interesting and fun. Jay, I have one last question for you and then a little quick little ending segment, the way we kind of end every show. My question for you is if you could call a game with anybody, it could be a former teammate, it could be a family member, it could be a friend, uh, who would you want to call a game with? Well, I've been so lucky to work with guys like Dan Shulman and Sean McDonough and, uh, you know, Mike Tirico and Dick Enberg and all those, all the great people I've worked with, uh, Reese Davis, you name it. Um, if I could call a game with anybody, um, people have been talking about, you know, now that JJ Reddick is getting into, uh, into it, I wouldn't mind calling a game with JJ and listen to him talk about how many times he would have shot it. Uh, <laughs> and I could talk about how many screens I would have set for him. Uh, that'd be pretty fun. There you go. Reese, Reese Davis called my best basket and, in my career and I have it on my phone. So every time I show someone, I always hear Reese's voice and there, therefore he's got a very special place in my heart. So that's awesome. He's a great, he is a great guy and the best teammate I've ever had in anything. He's, he's he, amazing. He, he's obviously incredible. I've, I've been fortunate to meet him one time. Um, but I also, it, the fact that he called my shot was awesome, but I came down the corner and was feeling myself a little bit and turned it over after. And then he made fun of me. So you get, you get so I um yeah I tried to go like kind of like behind my back twice as I was getting trapped and fell down and he was like okay Joey you you had your moment in the spotlight and something like that it was it was very funny so I, I, awesome. I like to, as a guy who likes to make fun of myself a little bit I'm I'm good with that well Joey the 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 way this works is you know Greenberg gave us the connection with you Jay so you. You can connect us with Reese Davis. It's like a pay it forward, you know, on to the next <laughs> guest kind of thing. I would be happy to do that. I think you'd be honored to uh, to be on the show. Yeah, I, I, it's so funny because now all my mind is going nuts. Like Robbie Hummel, who has become a friend of ours um, through doing this, this show and, and TBT and a number of other things, every time he called the game, I scored also. And they called the game together, and that was that game. So, like, I, now my mind is going is going crazy, but – we, we will we will let you go. We have to leave you with this. We end every single show the same way. And, and you're an avid listener, and I know that, so you know how we end every show. <laughs> but um, we wouldn't skip out on this, even for a guy like you. But we got to flip the table on you and ask if you have any questions that you've been dying to ask us. Where Where is a good place to eat in uh, in Columbus? Great question. What are you What are you looking for? I eat anything, so um, I, I'm I'm always looking for something good. I'm a, I, I like Mexican food, but I, I don't usually come to Columbus for Mexican food. But I'll, I'll eat anything, and I love burgers. I'm a huge well. There's this. Guy. I'm a connoisseur. I was. There's this great Mexican place. They have it some places. Chipotle. I don't know <laughs> if you've had it, but it's really good. And if you can get there, you won't run into any students there either, so you wouldn't be bugged by like pictures or anything like that. <laughs> and they're very consistent. They're consistent with what they do, which I like. Um, if I had to give you two recommendations, one quick, one not quick, um, Hudson 29 is my favorite restaurant in, in Columbus. It's when my parents come in town, 
uh, that's where we would go. They've got burgers. They've got uh, steak. They've got they've got everything you want, including a French dip sandwich that is a top three meal of mine that I've ever had. That would be number one. And then if you want, want something quick, maybe even more interesting, called bibibop. I don't know if you are a fan of of the Asian variety of cuisine, um, but it is like chipotle. Um, fast, casual, pick your toppings, build a bowl as you go with um, Asian flavors. And it's unbelievable. It's quick, it's easy, and it's ridiculously good, and it's different. It's very different. So those are my two for you. I'm in. Awesome. Our treat. If it's Baby Bob, it's our treat. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's your treat, I want I want something a little more expensive. So we'll have well, to go somewhere. We'll have to find a steak joint. Jay, you've got our word. If you you say the word, we'll go get dinner with you, and it's on us. So <laughs> that's not, that sounds great. I'll take you up on it. Perfect. All right, Jay, we appreciate your time. We'll come try and find you tomorrow during the game. We'll be there. Um, so we'll look come forward to it. Awesome. Looking forward awesome. to it, guys. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Thanks, man. Take care. Great to be with you. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that preview with Jay Billis. Hope you enjoyed the Buckeyes win tonight over number one Duke. Joey, anything else? Uh, I think it's pretty cool that people are going to be listening all throughout the morning leading into the game to you, me, and Jay Billis. Then they're going to turn on their radios in the car driving home from work and listen to me on the radio with a splash of you. Then they're going to turn off their car, walk into their house, eat dinner, turn on the Ohio State game, and listen to Jay Billis. It's just going to be a continuous day of listening to the guys that you listen to on Drive the Lane, where you get all your college basketball updates and especially your Ohio State basketball updates. We've got so much in the pipeline, some great in-person interviews coming up this week with Andrew coming to Columbus. If you see us in the Schottenstein Center in Value City Arena, say what's up. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Josh Schaffner, we'll see you yes, there. Yes, yes, We'll see you there. Um, and that's all I got. Buckle up. Score prediction, I guess, maybe, before we buckle up? No, no. Ba- basketball's too hard. 85-80, Buckeyes win. All right, 87-82, Buckeyes win. Buckle up, drive the lane. Go Buckeyes. Beat Duke.